morning. Good morning. Well, I'm going to continue on in the series on health and wellness because I, I, I just, lots of people, it's great, lots of interest, little pockets and little pops and so on and so forth. And, you know, I won't uh, have a raise of hands, but my guess is most of you have at least developed a heightened awareness towards how to take care of this temple just a little bit better, right? Some of you want, came to me and just said, well, tell me the perfect diet to go on, Pastor Paul. There's no such thing. Praise the Lord. There's no such thing as a perfect diet. All I want to do is help uh, bring to awareness little things that you can start to incorporate. Growing old is not for wimps. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You'll feel things in your body that you never thought you would feel in your body the older you get. But if you learn how to take care of this temple, it will take care of you. But what I want to talk to you about this morning is I want to talk to you about possessing health and healing in Christ. Possessing health and healing in Christ. And what you've got to understand is health and healing is a mindset. It is an absolute mindset that I am healthy and my body has the ability to heal and repair itself. Because this is how God has created you. And in Mark uh, chapter 9, verse 17 through 29, it's a little bit of a marathon, but it's a great, great story on how healing can work in your life. And so it says, one of the men in the crowd spoke of and said, Teacher, I, bought, I brought my son uh, so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently on the ground, and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast the evil spirit out, but they couldn't do it. So everybody say they couldn't do it. Okay? So this may be you at some point in your life. You know, when you muster up the courage to go and lay hands on somebody, and they don't get better. Okay? So listen. These are the disciples of Jesus Christ that could not get this boy healed, okay? So it says, Jesus said to them, you faithless people. Now, I promise you, Faith Builders Church will not be that direct with you, praise the Lord, uh, because, you, you know, you didn't get someone healed or, you know, they didn't have the faith to, to, to receive healing. But this is the Son of God. So he's already got this incredible mindset from being the author of life, right? He already knows what is possible in a human being. So he's speaking from that point of view. It'd be like, you know, me saying, um, you know, oh, you, 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 should, uh, you should stop at a red light. Well, duh, yeah, no, you should stop at a right red light. Well, if you didn't stop at the red light, I'd have the right to come to you and say, Victor, dude, you didn't stop at the red light. And it'd be like, well, uh, oh, okay, uh, you know. But that's what Jesus is talking from. He's talking about a, an, uh, an idea that was, was ingrained in human beings from way back when Adam and Eve were created. So he understands this. And he says, you faithless people. How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? And what he's talking about is this mindset of like, you, you can't do what I already ordained you to do. I already orchestrated this in you to do. And he says, bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy. And when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion. And he fell on the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. Now, Listen, when you go to pray for someone, 
Sometimes it may get worse before it gets better. Sometimes it just might. But you know what? Jesus is not going to be deterred by what this boy is dealing with because he already knows that he is the author of that boy. He already knows what is in that boy that will respond to the word of God. And it says that, um, Jesus says, how long has this been going on? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. If you can. There's a lot of teaching in the body of Christ that says, if it's God's will, then you will be healed. And I'm telling you, there's nothing further from the truth than that kind of a statement. It says, well, you know, if it's God's will, you'll be healed. If it's not his will, then you won't be healed. But what it says here, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. He says, anything is possible if a person believes. And there's many of you in this room that are believing for things that have to do with your bodies, that you, you believe that my body should be doing this, but it isn't doing it yet. It just hasn't happened for you yet. But what you've got to understand is, is Jesus is standing here. He's looking at this boy. The boy's throwing himself on the ground. He's foaming at the mouth and carrying on. And his father's just like, you know, I, I don't know what to do here. And Jesus, his only response here is that anything is possible if a person believes. Now, belief is not something that I just say, I, well, I, I'm believing for. Well, no, you don't believe for anything. You believe it. You say, no, this is what the Word of God says. And he says that if I could ask that anything is possible, if I will believe. There's many of us in this room that have this little bit of doubt that's remaining on the inside of us. That's blocking and preventing God from doing what God needs to do. And only God can do. It's not up to the doctors. It's not up to the nurses. It's not based on the latest medication or supplement or change in diet or all of those kinds of things. All of those things will only work. They will only work by what God has already put in you. you you got to understand, if I take a medication and it stops my blood pressure from going up into the roof, that's not the medication that's doing that. That medication is stimulating my body to do something different. That's all that's happening. And if that medication can do that, and I can put my, medi- my, my, my trust or my belief in that medication, I can also put my trust and belief in God. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. It's kind of an oxymoron. He says, I do believe, but I still need help with my unbelief. And then Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, and he rebuked the evil spirit. Now, you would think that the moment he rebukes that evil spirit, it's just going to go, right? But it says, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. And the spirit screamed, threw the boy into another violent convulsion, and then it left him. Now, I've been involved in a few deliverance kinds of prayers for people. 
And there was a gentleman one time uh, back in the Beloit Church, and he, uh, he had a real demon in him. I'm telling you, this guy was demon-possessed. He loved the Lord. He was at church all the time. But there was something that had gone deeply wrong within this man. I would say he was probably in his mid-50s. He was married. His kids were already grown up. And we were having a prayer meeting. And it was just a handful of us men there. And uh, this, this gentleman uh, stands up and was like, you know how prayer is. It's kind of quiet, right, in the room. Well, he starts making a scene. And then there were some, some younger guys that were there. And they went over there and they were checking on him. And I, I could see it. And we have a, a huge sanctuary in Beloit. I mean, it was seated about 700 people. So I was way back over here, and I saw these young men trying to console him. And I recognized it. It was probably because I was far enough away to be the observer of what was happening. And I could see these guys consoling him. And I, I, immediately, this righteous anger just bubbled up inside of me. And I said, no, that, that is not right. You don't console that. And so I went over there, and I just said, hey, guys, let's, let's lay our hands on this guy, and let's just believe God is going to, to deliver him of what he was dealing with. Because he was just, it, it was incoherent kind of babble. It wasn't even like he was saying anything. But he was loud. He was making erratic movements, and so on and so forth. And so we laid our hands on him, and he fell down. He fell down under the power of God. And the man it had a concrete floor just like this and a carpet on it. And the guy just starts going like this. And, and it's like going thud, 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 thud. And so I grabbed the back of his head and I held it up like this. And I just said, in the name of Jesus, you come out of him. And all of a sudden he said, you don't know who you're talking to. This, is, this happened. He said, and he didn't say it in a nice voice like I did. He said, you don't know who you're talking to. I said, I know in whom I speak on the behalf of. And some of you are in this room going, oh, man, you know, thank God you were there, Pastor Paul. I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't a pastor at that church. I was a leader. I, you know, I did everything I knew to do to, to, to understand who God was, and I wanted to see the supernatural happen in, through me. But I had no idea. I was not a pastor. I was no, no, no super person in, in the church. I was just someone that said, you know what? That man needs to be delivered from that thing. Now, when he started whacking his head on the floor, or when he started saying, you don't know who you're talking to, I could have just been like, whoa, oh, you're, you're right, bro. You know, that's, that's too much. But I want to encourage all of you in this room you got to stretch yourself a little bit towards the things of God because we're talking about healing here. And when you're talking about healing, it's not anything that I could do for that man other than just be the willing vessel to say, I'm here for you, and you know what? That is not of a, a human nature that's inside of you, and you need to be delivered from that thing. And I tell you, that guy got up, and he was a different person. To know him before then and not even have a recollection that that was in him. And then to see him after was a very remarkable thing. 
that I couldn't say, well, this happened or that happened or whatever. No, something very supernatural happened in him. And whatever occurred in his life that allowed this darkness in was eradicated from his life. But it didn't get better before it got worse. Okay? So let's go on with the story. And it says, the spirit screamed and threw the boy into a violent convulsion, and then it left him. And the boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as the people said, he's killed the boy. He's killed the kid. The kid's dead. And so again, the, things do not appear to be moving in the right direction. The moment he tells the kid, to, the demon to come out of the kid, kid throws a convulsion, throwing himself all over the place, screams, and then is lifeless for a moment. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, this kind can only be cast out by prayer. By prayer. And it's not the kind of prayer in the name of Jesus and laying hands on the kid and all this. Jesus is talking about his prayers. He's talking about his time in prayer. Preparing himself to say, you know what? No matter what I'm going to face out here, no matter what I'm going to encounter out here, I will have the power of God that God only God can give, the power of the Holy Spirit, and I will lay hands on whatever situation I have. And not only that, but I'll also believe before I ever walk into that situation. And so some of you in this room, you've gotten a diagnosis or something in your body isn't working the way you would like it to work. But all I can tell you is, is you can either have a mindset on that sickness or you can say, you know what, I don't identify, I am not my sickness, I am not my diagnosis, I am not that. Because we so often, so quickly say, my diabetes, my heart disease, my whatever, my cancer, my whatever. And so we take the identity of that thing on. And what I want you to recognize here in this story is that this boy, his identity was the idea that he was going to throw himself around. That's how people knew that boy. But I promise you, when Jesus reached down and grabbed him by the hand and stood him up, they never identified with that boy the same way. Ever. And it all happened out of prayer and the belief that was created, this mindset that says no matter what I face, no matter what anybody in my path faces, I have the faith to believe in God's word that he will perform whatever he needs to do to restore that person back to the way God intended them to be. God did not make sickness. God did not make disease. God did not make any of those things. And it's only the workings of the devil that are going to cause you to identify with the disease more than your healing within, more than this restorative nature that lives on the inside of you. 
Again, we were talking about health and wellness before. You know, don't run from one ditch clear over to the other. I'm not talking about stopping your medication. I'm not talking to you about not getting your surgery or your procedure or whatever. But praise the Lord, if I'm to have the surgery, if I'm to take the medication, if I'm to do the lifestyle change, whatever it's going to be, I'm going to do it believing that my body is going to be healed. I'm going to do it that way. And you say, oh, I don't know, you know, if I got the surgery or if I take the medication and, you know, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, just like this story. So much that his father didn't even know what to do anymore. He didn't have any more ideas anymore. Many of your doctors that you're talking to, they're like, oh, we don't know what else to do. We've done everything. This is, these are the medicines that you have to take, and you got to keep taking these, and then that becomes a laborious kind of situation, and you're, you don't really have the belief in what you're doing, and therefore it has no opportunity to really get you out of that situation. In this country, we don't perform any surgeries, and we don't provide any medications that can cure you of any disease. Whatever it is that they're going to do is only going to mitigate against the symptoms in which you have. But I'm here to tell you that there's something far greater than medicine, far greater than food, far greater than anything that you could ever think up in your head, scientifically proven. I don't care what it is. There is something that is on the inside of you that just wants to be awakened and just wants to be freed and just wants you to believe that you can be healed. You can have that baby. You can be healed. You can have whatever you desire your body to possess that aligns itself with the Word of God. Anything. Well, I don't know. That's cancer, brother. You know, I, you know maybe it's God's will. Maybe he's trying to teach him a lesson. Show me a single scripture in the, in the New Testament, and I'm talking about the New Testament, where God had stricken someone with a disease that ultimately that person didn't come out a million times better. Because I remember Paul in the Bible, man, he was stricken, he was deaf, he was dumb, he couldn't speak, he couldn't do anything for himself, he's blind. But it was to bring him to a place of repentance. And the moment that he did, he was, I mean, this guy became the greatest patriarch in the kingdom of God. So it's not to teach you a lesson. It's to, it's to confront you. It's to say, do you believe? And I'm telling you, it wouldn't matter what I faced in my life. It wouldn't matter what kind of medical conditions. Oh, you better watch out, Pastor Paul. Listen, the devil has no authority in my life. Zero. Except for the authority that I give him. You think, oh, you give the devil authority? We all do. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all need to renew our minds in accordance with the word of God. We all need to recognize when the devil is distracting us and getting us off course from the will of God. You have this incredible nature about you that when you align it with the word of God, it has the ability to heal and repair itself. Not in a week, not in a month, not in a year. Not, and, and maybe that's when it's going to happen. But I'm telling you, the moment that healing happens is in the moment that you believe. It will happen in that moment. Your body will respond because it's responding to the word of God. Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5. 
It says, let all that I am, that's my heart, that's my arteries, that's my liver, that's my digestive tract, that women, that's your ovaries, men, you know, listen, I'm telling you, let everything that I am, everything that I am, praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. My brain will line up with memory, with, uh, with, with focus, with, a, with no more anxiety, no more depression. No more. No more. You have the ability to do that. It says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he is doing for me. Let me never forget that. No matter what the diagnosis, no matter what you're dealing with, let me never, ever forget what God is doing in me. Yet it is our weakness that he carried. Oh, I'm wrong scripture. i got to get back over here. We'll get over to that one in a second. He forgives me of all my sins, and he heals me of all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with very good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. This is the God you serve. The greatest healthcare system you will ever find anywhere at any time is found right inside of here. He's got his little pharmacy already built inside of you. If you'll just align yourself with the word of God, and I mean really grab a hold of it. Don't give up. Don't give in. When things look worse, you say, praise the Lord. Let all this within me praise the Lord. Everything within me praise the Lord. God made this. He is the indweller of this temple. I am his, and he is mine. And he wants to partner with you in your health and in your healing in your life. 1 Peter 2.24, he personally, oh, I love this. He didn't have somebody else. He didn't have a hireling. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By the wounds that he took upon his body, you are healed. Past tense. It's a finished work. It's laid up for you in heaven. Whatever I have need of, whatever I believe, anything I ask for in his name, it is already finished. you got to capture that as a Christian. It's not like you're asking God for something that's not already done. It's already laid up. There's like these little compartments up in heaven that God's already got everything laid up for you up there. And he just says, hey, all I want you to do is thy kingdom come, thy 
will be done right here on earth as it is already completed in heaven. And you literally stretch yourself beyond the doctor's report, beyond the MRI, beyond the lab report, beyond whatever it is that you're dealing with in your life, beyond the pain, beyond the lack of memory, beyond the lack of focus, beyond the ability to reproduce. I'm telling you, God is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the author of life, and he will be the one to take you back beyond this physical life, and you are going to live in eternity with him. This is how much fullness of life is in God. We live in this little world says, well, I get my 85 years, you know, praise the Lord, you know, praise the Lord. No, don't just get 85 years. Get 85 years of vitality. I mean of great energy, of an ability to go out and do whatever it is that you want to do. Don't end up at the end of your life going, oh my gosh, I lost this, I lost that, I lost this, I lost that. No, 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 no. In the moment, let's just say that you're there. It's a great place to start. And I don't care what age you are. Belief is belief, and it's not respecter of persons. You could have lost everything. You could have lost your health, your finances, so on and so forth, your livelihood, whatever it is. You need to grab a hold of your life. You need to take the bull by the horns and say, I do not accept any of this. This is not found in heaven, and I don't accept it in my life. You need to develop such a righteous anger inside of yourself to cast that thing down and tell it to get out. Let it throw its fit. Let, I mean, listen, you can either pull a Band-Aid off hair by hair by hair, or you can just rip the doggone thing off and get it over with. Just rip it off. Let him have his fit. Let him throw his fit. Let the devil just throw everything he's got at you, and then you just stand there for it. And you stand there in confidence, and you stand there in faith, and you say, no, I know, I know my God. I know my God's not going to let me down. I know, I know he's not going to do that. And I promise you, he, he, the devil can, Bishop said this. He said the devil can fight hard, but he can't fight long. He cannot fight long. He runs out of uh, ammunition. He's all the smoke. He's all the mirrors. And it looks bad. But praise the Lord when you finally just break the mirrors and get through the smoke. You're just like, wow, God, you're really over here. Yeah, I've been telling you that. Pastor Barb goes up there every week and tells you I'm real, tells you to believe in me, tells you to have faith, tells you to overcome. You just got to do it. Bite the bullet. Just bite the bullet. Don't, don't take any flack from the devil any longer. That leads me right into my next scripture, James 4, 7. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But you're going to have to put your feet down in the dirt, man. Get your toenails, I mean, grip down in and say, I'm not going to move. I'm not. Well, you know, all of a sudden your, your diagnosis gets worse, right? I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I'm believing God. He's going to heal me. I am already healed. I, I am in an active state of healing right now. Everything within me is praising the Lord right now. I'm telling you, man, you'd be amazed to see how quickly these things can happen for you. Hebrews 10, 35 through 36. Don't, oh man, I've seen so many people do this over the years. 
don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. It's just so easy to do when things get tough. It's just like a piece of waste that we can crumple up and just throw it in the trash. I'm telling you, this confident trust that you will develop in God will help you overcome in every area of your life. Every area of your life. But you can't waver. You can't be, you know, half in and half out and, you know, go to the doctor and I have a bad day and, you know, have a good day with my diagnosis and have a good day. No, they're all good days. They're all good days. All things are working together for my good because I trust in God. It says, remember the great reward this trust brings to you. Patient endurance is what you need right now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. You've got to accept God's will for your life. God's will for your life is that you're healthy, that you're whole, that you have wellness, that you have all the things that you have need of, that you're no longer you know, so focused on the natural things, but you begin to understand that the supernatural is preceding the natural. And the moment you can do that, you can grab a hold of anything you could imagine. And I can imagine some pretty cool things. I really can. But God says he wants to give you things beyond things that you can think or even imagine. Well, how do I get to the things beyond what I can think and imagine? It's by this steady course in the trust of God that all of a sudden things start to unfold. And the thing that I've recognized in my own life as I continue to fight the good fight of faith, that I gain new experiences. And these new experiences change my mindset. Like I used to think like this, but now I, it's like I can't even think like that. Because I've had this experience with God that is just like mind-blowing in the moment. But the whole time, God's just been going like, man, this is what, I, what it says right here. You don't need any more than that. You can build a life, I mean a legacy kind of life, out of what's written in the Word of God. Wait, all you've got to do is believe it. You can't waver in this thing. You can't be mishy-mushy or whatever that word is. You've just got to grab a hold of this thing and say, you know what? If I'm going to live or if I'm going to die, praise the Lord, I'm going to do it God's way. And I'm going to give him the opportunity to do what only he can do. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, or timidity, and you've got to deal with that fear. You've got to deal with that timidity, that passiveness that just says, well, you know, if it's God's will, no, 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 no. If it's found in God's word, if, you're, if what you're desiring is in the framework of God's word, then you just declare it as a thing that is already finished, already done. You can't be passive about it. Acts 10.38, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth the Holy Spirit, and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And I'm here to tell you, he's not only with you, he's in you. He's in you. And so just connect with that in your life. Mark 11, 20 through 25 says, the next morning as they passed by the fig tree that he had cursed. So he'd cursed a tree the day before. 
because it didn't have any fruit, and it wasn't even in season. Now, this is a tough guy. The disciples noticed that it had withered from where? The roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed withered and died. And Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth, that you can say to this mountain, and I believe he was pointing at a mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen, and no doubt in your heart whatsoever unquestionably, I'm going to receive the healing that God has for my life. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins as well. My closing scripture is this, Isaiah 53, 3-5. through He was despised and rejected. And some of you feel the same way. You got this diagnosis. You feel like, wow, you know, what did I do to deserve this? It says he was a man of many sorrows. And boy, I tell you, when you get a diagnosis, it can really throw you for a loop. He was acquainted with the deepest grief. Some of you have lost people to disease it creates fear in your life my dad had this my mom had this my grandma had this it says that we turned our backs on him and looked the other way he was despised and no one seemed to care Yet it was in our weaknesses that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. You see, you serve an amazing God. A God that never did anything bad to anybody ever, but yet took on all all the things that I know many of you are carrying. God wants to liberate you from all of those things. The beautiful thing about something being named diabetes, heart disease, cancer, whatever, is that every knee shall bow every tongue confess that Jesus is the Lord of all his name is higher than any named thing and he I'm telling you is at the very root of your medical condition and he wants to try that thing up And he wants to turn you into the most amazing, healthy, and vibrant person that he's called you to be. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for every person in this room.
And I thank you, Father God, that healing is a finished work through the blood of Jesus. He took on all of our sickness. He took on all of our grief. He took on all of our sorrows, all of our rejections, all of the things, Father God, that we, we carry that weighed us down. I thank you that your burden is easy and your burden is light. And I thank you for your healing power in our lives, Lord God. Let all that's within us, even right now as we pray, bless his holy name. Some of you in this room need to get your hearts right with God. You need to come back to him. Or maybe some of you in this room need to receive him for the first time. And I'll tell you what, having Christ in your life is the greatest thing you'll ever receive, ever in your life. He's not a religion. He's not an idea. He is the Son of God. I want you to say this prayer together with me this morning. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I make you the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Heal me right where I stand and right where I sit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Keep your heads bowed for just a moment. If you said that prayer this morning, you meant it with all your heart. Just slip your hand up. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see those hands. Thank you, Jesus. Eyes open, looking around. Hey, listen. If you made a commitment to Jesus Christ today, I want to see you after service. It would be my honor and privilege for you to tell me, be the first person to tell me that you either recommitted your life to Christ or you have come to Christ. And I would love to be the first person you share that with. So God bless you all. Go in healing. Let all that's within you bless his holy name. Go out and have a little cup of coffee. Come on.